I want to talk to you about how to walk in the wisdom of God. This is something, and it's a subject that has changed my life forever, is changing my life. I wouldn't even know how to live without the wisdom of God. And so there's so much beyond. Um, it's, we have to believe God for utterance because the wisdom of God is not of this world. It's, it's, it's different. It's not earthly wisdom at all. But the wisdom of God has been given to us to enable us. It comes from within. It enables us to apply God's word to our situation, to our lives very individually, very specifically, so that we can walk in the victory that God has provided for us, enabling us to walk out God's path for our life. You have to know how to receive and walk in the wisdom of God. So uh, we want to we want to talk about that. We're just going to take our time, and uh, we're gonna we're just going to go through some things. Um, and I just I just know you'll you'll this is going to help you tremendously. You know, in our church, there's a there's a great hunger. I could sense it every time I get around you guys. It it's just a great hunger to really walk out God's plan. A great hunger to embrace what he has for you. Well, I got to tell you, God's eradicating sickness and disease from our church. God's eradicating poverty and lack from our church. Isn't that good news? And he wants it out of your life completely. And then everybody you touch, he wants you to help them position themselves so that God can eradicate sickness and disease out of their life. Poverty and lack out of their life. Right? So this is a big thing. The book of Proverbs in the Old Testament was given to us for the purpose of the wisdom of God to be created in us. So if you read the book of Proverbs, it reveals so much about the wisdom of God. Here's a big statement. It is impossible to gain the wisdom of God through anything natural. Natural knowledge won't help you. It, is, it has nothing to do with anything natural. Not that, not that natural knowledge is not good, but, but God hasn't called you to just live a normal life. He has called you to live his life. He's called you. See, this is why so many times the plan of God, when you start to see it, you'll go, wait a minute. There is no way that I can do this. But then as you, if you let that go and you just live your normal life, you're never fulfilled because there's something that you know that's gigantic that you're supposed to do. And so the wisdom of God, it's what will help you do it. It'll help you. It'll, it'll, the Holy Spirit of God will bring the wisdom of God to you through the word in a, in a way that you'll know how to apply the word of God to your life so that now you're truly living in Christ. You can say like Paul says, listen, the life that I live in the flesh, I'm living it by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That it's no longer I who am living but it's Christ who's living in me. This is a big, big thing. The wisdom of God, it comes directly from God and is deposited in your heart. 
And, and what I mean by heart is your spirit. It comes directly from God and is deposited in your heart. Right? You have the Holy Spirit of God living on the inside of you. He brings revelation knowledge of his word. Jesus is made wisdom to us. It's wonderful. The wisdom of God, in other words, is that which is from within. This is why you'll hear me say this a lot. Don't live outward as far as that. What I mean by that is don't let anything outward move you or lead you. We are led and moved inwardly because outwardly, Man, it'll start igniting that sin nature in your flesh and you'll, buy a, you'll start to go a wrong way because it seems okay. It seems right. Versus knowing. Because see, whatever God's called you to do, you gotta know it. Because the enemy's gonna come and it might's gonna seem like it's not gonna work out, but you will stand strong, anchored in the word of God, anchored by the very presence of God. You're immovable and you're not moving, the enemy's moving and you will finish your course on the earth. The wisdom of God becomes yours as you pound through discipline, the word of God into your spirit. Let me say this again. The wisdom of God becomes, you, becomes yours as you pound through discipline. You pound the word of God into your spirit. That is how you walk in the wisdom of God. So it's going to take discipline. Oh, thank goodness, discipline is part of your spirit. Isn't that good news? The Bible talks about how that he, he, he always is one that answers the ones that diligently seek him. To be diligent means you do what has to be done, not what you want to do. You know, it was, not, it was not really anything my flesh wanted to do. It wasn't anything my spirit wanted to do this morning by getting my little snowblower out and blowing off my driveway so that I could go to church, right? That was, you know, there's just nothing about winter that I like. Some people think it looks pretty. Listen, snow looks beautiful when you're standing in 72-degree weather, and you look at a mountain and you see snow up there. You're like, oh, yeah, that's awesome, right? The wisdom of God, what we're saying, and here's the thing, it goes beyond your intellect. It goes beyond your intellect. You got to get that. It's not, it's not of this earth. It comes from God. It's from within. So turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And we're going to look at verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12. And I want to encourage you, underline these scriptures, take notes, I would encourage you to go back and listen to these messages. But then you could take notes and the Lord will deposit some wonderful things in your heart. It says here in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 12, it says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. Why? Why? That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Well, we know what that is, right? Romans tells us that if God would not spare his only son, 
of course he would freely give you all things, right? But it says here in verse 13, which things also we speak. Do you notice how much in our services we're always talking about what God has freely given us, right? Why? Because that's what God wants you to walk in all of it. Which things also we speak not in words, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual with spiritual. But the natural man, verse 14, receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. These things of God, you discern them, you see them, you know them with your spirit, right? This is so important because who you are, there's greatness in you. You're made in the image of God. His presence dwells on the inside of you. And here's the thing. People, religion gets mad when we say that. But I got to tell you, almost every problem I know in my life has come from a, a wrong, seeing myself wrong. Satan will always mess with your image. I mean, there's times when all of a sudden you start getting in your flesh and instantly you're saying, I, I don't know how, I'm, I don't think I could do that. And your spirit's going, what? Are you kidding me? You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, right? So we want to live this way. What gives you wisdom is that part of the word of God that you allow to be deposited in your heart. That's where the wisdom of God comes from. You, so it all starts with you allowing the word of God to be deposited in your heart. How do we do that? We call that meditating in the word, day and night. Well, you're not gonna meditate in anything that you haven't given first place. So where do you start? You start by putting the word first place, right? I mean, I, you know, I, I have a lot of people in my life that are not Christians, that are you know, uh, not Christians ready to accept Christ, Christians that are, that are you know, never grew up knowing anything. And, and so I'm ministering to a lot of these people just in my personal life. And this is what I always do, because sometimes you know, one of them will come to church, and then all of a sudden, they don't come to church again. And then when I see them, they're like, oh, pastor, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Get that out of your vocabulary, right? First of all, you are not sorry, right? You're awesome. So, so why don't we forget about the whole coming to church thing? Can you imagine me saying that to somebody, right? But forget about the whole coming to church thing. Start by getting in the word. All I tell people all the time, get in the word, get in the word, get in the word. Why? Because I know that if they don't know God and they get in the Word and they're reading it, they won't understand it, and then all of a sudden they'll have this, this, their conscience will get woke up and they'll be like, oh man, I need Jesus, right? Or they know God and all of a sudden things will start stirring and the Word will strengthen them, lead them, guide them, and get them back where they should be. It's really cool. So we get in the Word of God. So now I want you to turn over to Proverbs chapter 4 in verse 7, and let's talk about this. We're, we're kind of going to spend some time here laying a foundation of what wisdom is. What is this wisdom of God? 
Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Proverbs 4, 7. It says this, Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. Isn't that funny? God's saying, okay, the most important thing is wisdom, so in case you're not following me, get it. And with all you're getting, get understanding. Okay, so we, we, God wants us to get wisdom, and he wants us to get understanding. So let's break this down just a little bit. The, the Hebrew word here used for wisdom, it literally means to be wise. It means to pound in through discipline. It means to be indoctrinated with, to be saturated with, to be soaked in and ingrained in. Wisdom is the principal thing. This is the, the principal thing. This word principal literally means the first thing, the chief thing, the primary thing. The primary thing in your life is that you take the word of God and pound it into your spirit through discipline, through meditating in it day and night so that you would be saturated, indoctrinated in it, that the word of God would be ingrained, that you couldn't tell where you end and the word starts. It's just you're saturated in it. And then God says, well, this is the, the first thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Now, get, you know, sometimes you have to go to the grocery store to get eggs. And you could kind of do that haphazardly. This is not what this word get means. It means pursue. God's saying this wisdom, pounding the word of God into your spirit, is the primary thing. It's the most important thing. So pursue doing that is what God's saying. Now remember, we said wisdom is of the heart, right? So then it says here, and with all thy pursuing, pursue understanding. Understanding is of your mind. Now I've been doing this of your mind, but my mind is not here. That's my brain. My mind is part of my soul which operates through my brain. So wisdom is of the heart. Understanding is of the mind. My soul is connected to my spirit. If I were to, if I were to leave my body right now, my body would be here, but my spirit and soul would be in heaven. I've got to renew my mind. I don't have to renew my brain. My brain is the organ that just my mind functions through, right? So, so now, what, what God is saying, this word understanding, think about it this way. Wisdom is the first thing. Therefore, pursue wisdom. And in all you're pursuing, pursue understanding. Another way to say that is think right. Understanding means it's talking about your thought life. You have to think right. If you have understanding, you will think right. Does that make sense? So gaining the wisdom of God, it must be the primary focus of our lives. If we are to walk and where God is able to do and, and lead us and guide us and minister to us, everything. 
We, we have to. So let's say you're believing God for healing. You need the wisdom of God to know how to apply the word of God perfectly so that you can lay hold of your healing. Right? Because God's not going to heal you. He's already done it. If, if you're in financial, if you're in financial, in poverty, lack, or, or in any way, you doc, indoctrinate yourself with what the word of God says along these lines about how he's your provider and the life he wants you to live. And, and you meditate in those scriptures, right? And what will happen is the wisdom of God will come out of your spirit and it'll start renewing your mind so that you think right in that area. All of a sudden, you won't have a problem tithing, sowing offerings. Pretty soon, you'll get so consumed with God's promises that you'll turn around and go, oh my goodness, I don't even know how this is all working out, but it's just all working out. But it's working out at a higher level, way higher level, right? So, see, so many Christians, they're beating themselves up because they're like, you know, I got to i got to stop this sin in my life or I've got to stop doing this and, and I just, I don't like the person I am and i got to just be this way. And it's like you'll keep failing if you do that. But if you just get your eyes off that, give all that to Jesus and then just start pounding the word of God into your heart to where, man, when a thought hits your mind, you're responding. It is written, no, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. No, I am a prosperous man according to the word of God. Now you look at bills that can't be paid and you're like, Father, I thank you. You're not moved by outside anymore. You're moved by inside. Father, I call these bills paid. I thank you that you said you meet all of my needs according to your riches and glory. Right? And it comes to me through your son. A byproduct of wisdom, as you break this, this verse down, a byproduct of wisdom is understanding. When you're walking in the wisdom of God, you will walk in understanding. In other words, you will think right. This is huge. Wisdom is of the heart. Understanding is of the mind, as we said. To have understanding means that you're thinking right. That's how you know if you're walking in understanding, because you're thinking right. What do you mean thinking right? Right thinking means you're thinking in line with God's word. Does that make sense? Right thinking is a result of right understanding. Wrong thinking means this, that you have a lack of understanding. Why? Because you're not pounding the word of God into your heart. Does that make sense? So this is the thing. We stop dealing with all of the symptoms and we deal with the core and root issue. Wrong thinking means you're thinking wrong. Isn't that deep? And have no understanding. That's all that it means. You can change it. So why are we talking about this? Because the wisdom of God, walking in the wisdom of God, is the most important aspect of you and I walking in the blessing of God and walking out God's plan for our life. Because the Bible says you can't even see God's plan for your life. It's so glorious. It's, it, it literally, the word of God has to literally come alive on the inside of you so that it's a lamp to your feet and it lights your path. It's so glorious. So there's generally two different types of people if we were to look at people in the church, and we're talking about Christians, believers, right? 
So two types. The first type of person says, well, you never know what God's going to do. This type says that God will cause or allow, allow things to happen in my life. He does this to teach us, to prove us, to test us, to see if we love him, if we really trust him, and if we'll serve him. That, that's a huge group of people in the church. This is a doctrine that is twisted and wrong. It does not, it doesn't fit with any of the scriptures. The second type of people in the church are people who know the Lord intimately, right? I think I'm looking at a lot of those people today. This type of people, they're people who know who they are in Christ. They know what they've been given in Christ and what they can do through Christ. So there's two different types of people. The second type of people are the type that you want to be, right? As you walk in the wisdom of God, this is the type of person that you will just walk and become. Because see, what the Holy Spirit does is he takes the word of God. Now, he can't violate your will, so you have to want this. But if you will make a decision to live for the word of God and start meditating in it, the Holy Spirit Man, as you draw near to God, he draws near to you. Pretty soon he's starting to bring revelation to your heart. He's ministering to you. He's, able, he's got access into your life now, so he's able to get over to you things. And he'll start leading you and guiding you into all the truth. Walk you out of defeat into victory. He'll restore things in your life. It's amazing what he can do. And here's the thing. Let's say you start that process and you mess up. Now, I know none of you have probably ever done that, but I'll, so I'll talk about myself. So then you mess up, and guess what happens? The enemy jumps all over you, and he makes you feel like, okay, well, you know, I mean, if you just quote 800 scriptures a day for three months, then you'll be able to get back to where you were, and that's a lie. Because all, all it is is, you know, the Holy Spirit's down on the inside of you. He's just waiting. He's wooing you. He's trying to use anything. He's try, he's, actually, what he's doing is he's looking for access. Okay, what are they giving me access at all? And then one day you go, your, your own spirit is going, what are you doing? This is stupid. So then, then finally it gets through to your mind and, and you go to God and you go, Father, I've been stupid. You know, I, I did this. I know it's wrong. And I just confess that before you now. And on the basis of 1 John 1, 9, I'm so thankful that you're faithful and you're just to forgive me for this sin or these sins, whatever, and cleanse me from all my unrighteousness. And Father, I thank that. I just believe I receive that right now through faith in accordance with your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And now this is what never happens. Then the Holy Spirit goes, okay, so now we're back in fellowship. Always been in relationship, but now, Tony, that we're in fellowship, you got to sit down here. we got to talk about this. Why in the world did you do this in the first place? He never does that. He never, ever, ever, ever will do that. He never gets down on you for the mess you've created. What he does is he says, okay, great. That's paid for. It's gone. Let's forget it. And now let's walk. Follow me. You don't have to go back to step one. Nope. You just, you just picked everything up. And now you're walking with him. You haven't lost anything. Isn't that good news? 
That's not what most people think. And they, they think that it's not this way because I just feel, I feel guilty. Okay, well, let's, let's talk about that. I feel like I'm just, you know, like I'm condemning. I'm, I'm condemned. Well, let's look at that. The Bible says that all of our sin, all of it, everything you've ever done, everything you'll ever do, all of it was condemned and the word condemned means once and for all, a final judgment was made. It was condemned in the body of Jesus. Therefore, now that you're born again, there is no condemnation for you because you're in Christ. Well, wait a minute, I don't feel in Christ. Well, is the Holy Spirit in you? Well, yeah. Well, then that's the Bible definition of being in Christ. Does that make sense? So now we walk. And now what happens is wisdom is now about showing you how to apply God's word to your life. Why? So that God can now bring victory into your life and which is going to enable you to walk out his plan. Because anything stopping you, you overcome it in him. Right? There's some people because of physical constraints can't serve God. That is not God's will. God, we're, all, we're all aging, but we never have to get old. Right, And we're to live long and strong on this earth. So if you've got something in your body that's not right, legally, God made provision for that. Jesus bore all of your sickness, all of your pain, so you don't have to. Galatians 3, Christ hath, past tense, redeemed us from the curse of the law. How did he do it? He was made a curse for us. He bore all my sickness. He bore all my pain. He bore all my poverty. He bore all my lack. He bore all my spiritual death. And I was crucified with him. I was buried with him. I was raised to newness of life, to a new life in him. And I'm even seated with him positionally in heavenly places. Now, temporarily, I'm here on the earth. But positionally, I've been seated with him. And he's given me all things that pertain to life and godliness. Now, God says, I can come into your life and walk. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just lead you into this eternal life. It doesn't start when you get to heaven. It starts right here, right now. Don't you think it should? Because what God wants to do is take your life and show the world who he is. Religion will say, well, who do you think you are, right? Saying that God should heal your body. No, 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 we're not saying that. He said that. He said he did heal it, right? We don't deny these symptoms, we call them what they are. They're lying. They have no legal right in my body, so they got to leave. Poverty and lack, you have no legal right in my body, so in the name of Jesus, you got to leave. Well, how do I do that? The wisdom of God will show me how to apply God's word to my life. If I'm facing depression, anxiety, you know, all that stuff is under the curse of the law. Well, you know, what about genetic disorders? Read Deuteronomy 28. Just because, I don't care if the last eight generations got cancer, when you got born again, you were redeemed from that. There is no genetic disorders anymore that has that. Are there genetic disorders? Yes. Do they have a legal right in your body as a child of God? No. So see, my faith, we, it doesn't, 
deny that something's going on, it denies its right to, to remain. That's it. See, it doesn't matter what it is. You could literally have messed up your whole life and God calls that no big deal. No, I'm serious. It doesn't matter if you've messed up for 40 years. 50, I don't care how many. You turn to God and restoration starts happening. You know, I missed a few decades, a couple decades at least, but I'll guarantee you, you'll be there. Jesus is going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've yielded all your fruit in your season. How in the world am I going to do that? I have no idea. And I'm never going to even think about how. I'm just going to thank him that, that it's going to happen. Right? See, and it's the same thing for you. There are believers who are saturated. Now, now this is more for us. There's believers who are saturated in the knowledge of God's word. And when I say knowledge, I'm not talking about spirit. I'm not even, I, what I'm talking about is knowledge, mental knowledge. I could quote the scripture. No, I, I know this is what it's saying, right? You know what Satan says to that? So what? Because he knows he turns up the heat a little bit on a circumstance. You'll let go of the stuff here. But when you get revelation knowledge, whoo, it anchors you. But there's people who are saturated in knowledge of God's word. However, they only experience victory in theory. They watch hours and hours of Christian TV. They, they listen to CD after CD, message after message. But they, they're not meditating in, their, in the word of God. And, and so what happens, this, I, I've been there. You hear your answer and you're like, this is my answer. And you get all excited. You actually can see the victory. But then when the pressure gets turned up, you let it go. And you're, well, maybe, you know, I failed at this 500 times. Maybe here we go again. No, no, forget all of that. Don't let Satan talk you out of what's yours. These have head knowledge of God's word. However, they just don't know how to apply it. You could have the miracle cream that will wipe away years on your complexion, right? You can go from having skin that looks like mine to having skin that looks like Teresa or Carissa. Bam! Just, but, but it would do you no good if you took that cream and never opened it and never applied it. It would do you no good. And that's what's happening to Christians. They're, they're, they're listening, and they're listening, and they're listening, and they're listening, but they're, not, they're just not applying it. But if you look down on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit's going, come on, let's, let's start applying this. You're right? Let's, let's see, this, this cream called the Word of God, it will turn back years. It'll turn back the clock. What do I mean by that? God will get back for you everything that the enemy's stolen. All of a sudden, there's a freshness and a joy in your life that just wasn't there before. And now when the enemy comes, you have an it is written there. You have the word of God that you're like, no. The word of God says, I can do all things. The word of God says, forgetting those things that are behind me, I press forward to the mark of the high calling in Christ. Right? 
My word tells me I've been redeemed from all the curse of the law. And I've been translated out of the delegated influence of Satan. And now I'm in the kingdom of God. Peace and joy. Where God's provision reigns. Restoration, healing is mine. Right? So this is how it works. The wisdom of God enables you to apply God's word to your life so that you can walk out his plan for your life. If you don't apply God's, if you don't take the wisdom of God and apply God's word to your life that correctly, you can't walk out his plan. We have to have the wisdom of God. This is a missing dynamic in the body of Christ. Well, I got to tell you, we're going to go, this is way beyond a doctorate level. This is going to be, we're talking a divine level class. On the wisdom of God, the Holy Spirit's going to teach us very simply how to do it, and he'll, he'll apply it. He's the teacher. He will, you'll start getting answers during this series. You'll start, you'll start knowing. So what you do is you leave here, and you just make a decision. You know what? I am going to walk in the Word. That's all you've got to do. How do I do that? I have no idea. I'm just making a decision to do it. You don't have to figure out this stuff, Right? God will just do it. It's wonderful. God's wisdom will show you the way to bring to pass everything that he's placed in your heart. The wisdom of God will show you how to bring it to pass. Think of the joy that you'll walk in as you walk out what's in your heart. I mean, if if you get quiet you'll start to sense something really big. I mean, I've talked to so many of you. There's not one that that would say, oh yeah, no. But sometimes it's hard to get people talking about it. You know, you you start thinking, gosh, if I could do anything and money was not an issue and time was not an issue, what would it be? Some people never do that in their life anymore because they've just been so beaten down with life. Well, those days are over, right? We are going to walk out God's plan for our life. And, it, and, and here's the thing. It brings blessing in your life, and it blesses those, your seed, your family, friends. It blesses people all over the world. So the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God. God's wisdom will give you the freedom to pursue God's plan for your life. See, not only will it show you how to do it, it'll it'll give you the freedom to be who you are, to do what you're called to do. This is huge. Because there's a lot of people that don't pursue it because of time. Well, I just don't have the time, and I've got to do this, and I've got to do that. Don't, Don't worry about that. You just let the wisdom of God start working, and it'll show you how to do all of it. See, remember where it says that God's way is not your way? See, you might have a way that you think this needs to happen, but God has another way that won't cost you any time. The goal, the goal, this is the goal of this whole series, that the Holy Spirit of God would plant the spirit of wisdom in you. That's that's everything. The spirit of wisdom, I can't tell you, it just never lets you go. When when I read the word, it's like I'm reading it 
And I read it a lot of times out loud if I can. Usually, I, almost every time I'd like to. But there's, there's all this going on down here. Anytime I, even if I think about the word, there's all this going on. And I'll be doing other things and then answers will just pop up. And direction just pops up. It's amazing. It's a wonderful way to live. See, it's all about getting, God wants you to step further into what he has for you. He just wants you to go further into it. You know, this is going to be a year God wants to bring change and transformation into your life. And this is the road. This is, this is a key ingredient to that. So knowledge is the accumulation or gathering of facts and information. Wisdom, it shows us how to apply the word of God so that we can effectively walk out God's plan for our life. Two different things, right? So we got to keep our eye on the ball on that. Wisdom is given to us so that we can perceive what's really going on. So many times when you're walking through life, I mean, I talk to the Lord about this every day. I'm like, Lord, show me what I'm not seeing. Show me what I'm seeing incorrectly. The wisdom of God will literally enable you to perceive things correctly. Because see, sometimes it, the Bible, you know, like we even interpret the scripture because we don't perceive things correctly. We read that Old Testament scripture, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God raises up a standard against him. <laughs> no, no, no. If you perceive things correctly, you'll read, you'll read it correctly. Right? When the enemy comes in like the loser that he is, with no power and no authority in my life, the Spirit of God raises up like a mighty roaring ocean a standard against him. I mean, that's how it really is. Because doesn't the Bible says greater than he is in you, that is in you than he that's in the world? This is so important. So Proverbs chapter 9, jump over there real quick. Hallelujah. Isn't this fun? Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. So let's, let's talk about the doorway into the wisdom of God. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord. This word fear literally means to reverence, the reverencing, the honoring, the respecting above everything else in life of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When you reverence, honor, and respect God, Above everything else in your life, you have just now opened the door. Is the beginning. This word beginning means the opening of wisdom. In other words, when you put God first in your life, it opens a whole new world to you. It's a world of, of doing the impossible. Of living life on God's level because now you're living it with him. He has access, he's walking with you, he's in you, you're in him. When you speak his word, his power and his presence is there to change things in life. 
everything. Defeat's over, right? Fear's gone. This, this is, but, but this is the beginning. This is the opening. It literally, this, this Hebrew word means, is the commencement of wisdom. It says, and knowledge, now this word knowledge literally means revelation that causes you to see and know. So this is revelation knowledge, not just intellectual knowledge. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Wow. So the the beginning of wisdom is the reverencing, the honoring, and the respecting above everything else in life, God. That'll, That'll open the door. The knowledge of the holy, the knowledge of God is understanding. It'll cause you to think right. This is huge. It's eternal life. Eternal life is knowing God. This is a big, big truth. So I'm going to read, you don't have to turn there, stay in Proverbs, but in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, in verse 30 and 31, it says this. It says, but of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. God has made Jesus unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Verse 31, that, according as it is written, he that glories, let him glory in the Lord. Why? Because it's all about him. Right? I'm along for the ride, and it's a glorious ride. It's a wonderful ride. See, that's amen. Right? That's preach it. That's tell it like it ought to be told. Right? See, we're already flowing. It's awesome. So revelation knowledge that we're talking about, it's an uncovering. It's an unveiling. It's where, it's where the Holy Spirit, it, it literally, he opens the word. He unveils it so that you can see it and know it. Revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge of God's word It takes you from a casual understanding. It it takes you from that into where the word of God is a powerful reality in your life. You know this was was spoken for you. It's yours, and, and you know it now. Revelation knowledge. The Holy Spirit is the, the agent of divine revelation. He is the only one that can open the, the word of God. Not you and I. He does that. Revelation knowledge Here's the key. It comes to you as you hunger for truth. No hunger, no revelation. You could could sit in church. One person is just getting revelation. Another person is getting nothing because they're not hungering. So what does this person do who's not hungering? This is real simple. You hunger after what you feed on. So just start reading the word. Just start reading it and speaking it. Pretty soon, you'll start hungering. Pretty soon, revelation will come. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever started just getting in the word? You're like, you make a commitment to yourself. You start getting in the word. You start speaking the word over yourself. And all of a sudden, the word starts talking to you. Revelation comes. It's the way it always is. God wants you to walk in revelation. This is not just for a pastor. This is for all of God's children. Isn't that good news? 
It's, it's wonderful. If I ever stop hungering, revelation will stop in my life. Right? It, it's, it's not about what Bible school you've went to. It's not about anything else except, are you hungering after God? Revelation knowledge always lines up with the written word. Revelation knowledge is when a spiritual truth from God's word, it comes alive to you. It begins to flow out of your heart and it gives you understanding and blessing. That's what happens. Revelation knowledge, it'll start flowing out of your spirit, man, and it will give your mind It literally will give your mind understanding. It'll help you think right. It'll renovate your thinking so that your life is transformed so that you now can can literally determine by experience you're walking it out, the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. And I am here to tell you it is not too late for anyone. It's not too late. It's never too late. I mean, I... I don't care if, if you are listening to this, you're sitting in a solitary confinement jail cell with no hope of parole ever because of what you did, it doesn't matter. The word of God, the favor of God, the presence of God, the power of God will restore your life. There are people that were on death row pastoring churches today. Serving God. There's, there's people with a criminal background that are literally multimillionaire businessmen. There's one guy in Bill Winston's church. This guy's so wealthy, and he's still, he's, he's literally, he doesn't know how to read. He's learning how to read. Right? But you know, if you don't know how to read, just listen to the Word of God. Learn how to read with the Bible. Because I'm telling you, when revelation knowledge comes of the word of God, it gives understanding. We're going to see in Proverbs, it says it gives understanding to the simple. That Hebrew word for simple is stupid. Now, when I learned that, I was really happy because I have been stupid. (laughs) Haven't you been stupid? I mean, if you ever live out of your flesh, you'll do stupid things. You will do really stupid things. You know, as a husband, you'll say something. And you're just like, oh, I wish I could grab that word because that was stupid. (laughs) Wives do the same thing. Kids do the same thing. Parents do the same thing. Have you ever as a parent done something wrong with your kids? Would give anything to go back and fix that. Can't. That's all right. God can. Right? Everything is restoration in our lives. The word of God, when when I teach Bible interpretation, the word, I always say this, The word of God is revealed knowledge. The word. You could say, well, that's silly. I mean, you could just read it. Yeah, you can read it, but you'll never understand it until it's revealed to you. Well, you don't understand. I went to four years of Bible school. I went to three years of seminary. I spent two more years and got my PhD. I don't care. Because it's not how smart you are. It's It's not how many theologians you could quote. It's not how many scriptures you can quote. It's what do you see and know that only comes. Have you ever noticed the Holy Spirit didn't ask you for your resume before he started giving you revelation knowledge? Right? 
He didn't do a credit check on you. He didn't do a background check. Well, you know, how much of this stuff should I really let them see? No, 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 no. This is whosoever will, let him come. This is you come as you are, and he makes you like he is. I love that. This is the good news of the gospel. It's the mystery. It's Jesus Christ in us, the hope that we'll walk in all this glory of God that we are meant to walk in. Not glory for us. Now we're, we're walking as we're created with God. We're now, his glory's coming out of us, and it doesn't point people to you, it points people to him. Which fulfills you. I love it. Revelation is never, ever, ever, ever limited to the Bible teacher. It's a whosoever will. No understanding comes if you're not seeking it and not hungering for it. But if you will seek it and if you will hunger for it, it will come. Right? There was one guy that uh, he used to attend here and he would say that during, he's just a great guy, and, and he would say that when I would preach, he would sit there, he goes, I almost feel bad because while you're preaching, I'm getting business idea after business idea after. And I'm like, brother, that's revelation. That's because you're hungering. That's revelation. See, when I'm preaching, God will be speaking to you about your life. Right? Because he wants you to walk in everything he's provided for you. If the enemy's stealing, killing, or destroying anything in your life, the Holy Spirit will be all over that to stop that one. Right? Praying in tongues is a key to divine revelation. That's why the baptism of the Holy Spirit is so very important. That's why he gives us a prayer language so that now the Holy Spirit gives my spirit this utterance and I pray it out and I don't even know what I'm praying, but I know I'm praying the perfect will of God. And it helps sometimes just shut down, just shut down my mind from being distracted and now... This will of God, it positions me so now where I could start receiving things and seeing things and, and all this. So that's why that's so important. This is why, man, the enemy won't, oh, don't you talk about the Holy Spirit. You know, because, man, we, 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 tongues, don't mention that. You got to put him in the, that in the back room because, you know, gosh, he might mess up the church. Yeah, yeah, the baptism of the Holy Spirit will mess up your life. It'll turn your life right side up. Not never upside down. And he's never weird. He, he's not weird. If, if you see weird, it's probably more flesh than, than, than him, right? Now, he does do signs and wonders. Sometimes he'll do something and you'll wonder. You'll be like, wow, right? But it'll always make, draw you to him. It's a wonderful thing. As you peer into a revelation of God's word, you will see deeper into it. And this is the thing. As you take the word of God, I, I, I just, I love this. You start to look at it and you speak it as you're reading it. Sometimes a scripture jumps out at you and you start reading it and saying it over and over. You will start seeing deeper into it. Revelation, there's no limit to God. A million years from now, I'm going to be like, wow, Jesus, I just saw something new that I've never seen before. 
And he'll smile and go, that's awesome. I remember a story of Brother Hagen. He had a vision of the Lord. And in one of these, the Lord came and literally sat in a chair in his bedroom and talked to him about some things that he wanted him to do. And he started talking to him about something. And I don't want to go elaborately into the story. But Brother Hagen is like, Lord, you're, you're going to have to give me scriptures on that because I've never seen that before. And the Lord gave him scriptures. But the initial thing that Brother Hagen, and this always caught me, he said the Lord, when he said that, I just, I've just never seen that before. And the Lord smiled at him and said, son, there's a lot in there that you haven't seen. Isn't that good news? You know, he has some wonderful things for you and I. So, so thanksgiving is your response to a revelation of God's goodness. When you get a revelation of the goodness of God, it will cause you to be thankful in and thanksgiving. Okay? That this is important. Praise, what causes a person to praise the Lord is a response, is their response to a revelation that they've just gotten of God's greatness. So like today in worship, I was getting incredible revelations of the greatness of God. And it just, it just causes your heart it causes your arms to rise and, and you just want to, oh, Father, I just worship you and praise you. I, you know, I mean, it's just for your goodness, for your long suffering, for all that you are. I mean, it just causes that. Worship is your response to a revelation of God's holiness. When you see, it's like you see who he is at his core, it causes you to worship. And it's when, and see, this is why you'll hear me say things like worship is not a monologue. It's not me singing, right? No, worship is where I passionately am pursuing the presence of God. I've opened my heart. I'm worshiping him in spirit and according to the word of God. I'm not in my flesh. Worship happens You've heard me say this, when he responds to that with his presence. And, and you'll know because you'll just get this, I can't explain it. It's, it's just, it's like in your spirit, well, I can hardly talk about it. It's like you just, you see him at his core, that he's holy. You, you start to see him as he really is. And it causes worship. When you see his greatness, it'll cause praise. This is why you want to practice this. Practice this at home. Right? So that when you come here, you'll feel more comfortable. Because there's a dynamic of corporate praise. I mean, at home, you know, it's great. You could turn on some great worship stuff. Right? But here, you have family members and gifts that we're one with here and, and we're kind of all called to the same thing that you connect with and we connect with each other, it's different than you alone in a car. Because it's just like, it's just, it's just bigger and greater, right? When, and when Mark Mason and I went, went to New York City to this Hillsong conference and 
oh my gosh, you know, you're in there with thousands of people worshiping. And it's just like, wow. But it was the same thing. I'm getting a revelation of God's holiness and God's greatness, right? I'm getting a revelation of these things. I'm getting a revelation of how good he is. Causes me to thank him. Thanksgiving, praise, and worship is your way out of every problem in your life. It's your way into every blessing of God that he has for you. In the midst of everything that, that there is, you stand there and know that God's not mad at you, that you are accepted in the beloved, that you are not just some bastard child, you are his. Does that make sense? You were born again with the incorruptible seed of the word of God. You are God. The Bible, the Greek word is you're his offspring. You're his child. The Bible says your genealogy is you are of God, little children. Right? And overcome him because greater is he that's in you. You're a child of God. Yeah, but Tony, you don't understand. I've messed it all up. Repentance is a beautiful thing. Because repentance, see, God is a God who makes all things new. So when you just simply go to him, and what does repent mean? It literally means to change your mind, right? It means I'm walking this way. Yeah, that's the wrong way. I'm just going to walk this way now. And it brings all the restoration. God, it, he makes all things new. He always says this. You ever see this in the word? Behold, I make all things new. See, God just doesn't say, I make all things new. He says, behold, because he knows how the enemy is, and you have to see it. He want, he's like, behold, look at this, Tony, see this. You're not what you just did. So forget that, walk with me, and let's go. And that's what he's doing in all of our lives. And all of heaven is behind it. Isn't that awesome? So I am thoroughly convinced that all of us, together, can't be alone, together, will become all that God has for us to become the men and women of God that we are to be. Amen?